Green Acres Garden Podcast is the podcast that will teach budding gardeners like you to grow your green thumb. For whether you're a newbie or a seasoned horticulturalist, you're sure to learn something new. Enjoy our conversations with community gardeners and gurus from Green Acres Nursery and Supply. We'll answer questions you didn't know you had. Greetings and salutations, all you beautiful green thumbs and garden friends. Welcome back to the Green Acres Garden Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Jordan, and I'm a lover of plants and the people who grow them. So happy to be back in studio with my main man and my colleague, Austin, the bearded dragon blank. How's it going there, Austin? (laughs) Hey, Kevin, I'm doing great. And hello, everybody out there. Welcome back to the show. Uh, So, Kevin, uh, we took a field trip again this week, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Adventure time once more. (laughs) Yeah, we went to a very cool event called Harvest Day uh, that I had never been to before, and I'm so glad that I went. I came away from this event so inspired. Um, So, Harvest Day... Where did we go, Kevin? So Harvest Day, that's like the Super Bowl for this show right now, right? <laughs> I like that. So that was Harvest Day at the Fair Oaks Horticulture Center, a beautiful place out there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so many uh, wonderful gardens and, and examples out there of what you can do with your space at home. So it's a wonderful place out there. It's put on by the Sac County UC Master Gardeners. So a ton of green thumb volunteers who are Hyper knowledgeable, super passionate, and then just super dedicated as well to what they're doing out there. It really shows. You can see in their demonstration garden, it's everything from drought tolerant plants and water wise landscapes to uh, you know edible landscapes as well, and fruit trees and vines. And they have a little micro vineyard in there. I think I saw a tomato tree. Uh, tomato tree looked like a, to- a, tree. <laughs> a tomato tree. I'm not even exaggerating. It was a ten foot tomato. They were That's huge. not a thing. Uh, they were just so tall and uh, well maintained. <laughs> no, that garden was impressive. I I'd never. Seen some of that stuff. The 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 way they had vertical growth going, like you said, the big massive tomatoes and, and things I'd never seen before, like the uh, growing in the straw bales. What was going on there, Kevin? That's just a f- another fun technique of growing, and it's straw bale gardening. They they do it out there, and that's what's great about uh, places like this is where you can have experts who are super knowledgeable. Uh, out there to really help you uh, learn uh, different techniques and tactics on growing. You know, there's more than one way to grow a tomato, and out there you can see several different ways. So it's it's a great place to go learn, get inspired, and really just go grow your green thumb in a, a very authentic way. Yeah, I think it helps to really to see stuff, right? Like not just pictures or hearing about it, but to go there. You know, this this uh, garden is open to the public, so anyone can go and check it out. Uh, you know, during their open business hours. I think it's just, you know, when the sun is up, you can go. So um, you can get to, you you know, get in there and see how they do it. And that really helped me want to take some of that to my garden. Um, But overall, it was a huge, really cool event. And uh, it was like the who's who of gardeners, right? Absolutely. Full of cool people. Um, I was blown away as like one person after another. I kept getting uh, uh, getting to meet and it was like, you know, meeting your heroes. You know, you've heard about these people. You, you know that they are just so uh, knowledgeable in their craft, uh, plants, roses. There's just so many cool people out there and not just knowledgeable, but very approachable and willing to share what they know with you. So I just loved every moment of it. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. So let's just jump into all of our interviews. We have so many uh, fun uh, people to share with you guys today. So let's just jump right into it. We're going to start off by meeting Judy McClure, and she is the head of the Sac County Master Gardeners Program, and they're the ones that put this on. So she's going to kind of explain what they have to offer and what hard Harvest Day is all about. Let's get into it. 
All right, so I'm here with Judy McClure. Judy, can you please tell us uh, who you are, what your title is, and where are we at right now? Uh, we are at the most fabulous event in Sacramento County today, Harvest Day. And I am Judy McClure, and I coordinate all the Master Gardener volunteers in Sacramento County. And you'll find almost 200 of them here today, having a great time educating the public. So this is fantastic. So, so how long has this event been going on, and can I look forward to coming back next year? Oh, I've already got you written down. You're coming back next year. There we yeah. go. We have this event every August, first weekend in August every year. We've been here a good 20-some, almost 30 years. Uh, it started out in the community garden next door when Chuck Ingalls showed a small group of 20 people how to prune a fruit tree. And I love it just that. took off, and now we're probably going to hit over 2,000 today. There are a ton of people here right now. How many vendors are, are on the location today? Well, we have educational booths, like where we are here right now. These people are all local organizations and community groups and government agencies, all giving free information. And then across the walkway, we have vendors that are selling their garden-related wares. And I believe there's nine of those there today, and almost 30 educational booths. That's fantastic. Yeah, I saw someone uh, giving a talk on like invasive species. Uh, someone was holding a snake uh, over there. What? So there's there's a lot going on uh, here. I think a lot to learn. Um, so you work for? I work for the University of California. I am employed by UCANR to make sure the volunteers toe the line with educating the public about university research. Now, let's, I know we have some listeners that are very, you know, dedicated green thumbs, but maybe they aren't volunteer level, you know, maybe they haven't done that yet, or they don't know it exists. If somebody wants to maybe come participate or become a volunteer, how do I become one of the 200? We actually are going to get, do training in, starting in January 2023. We're accepting applications in September, so everything's posted on our website. Um, volunteers in your heart. So, you know, we want people that who love to be out in the community, love to give education to people. We do teach our volunteers, but it's all about what's in your heart. Fantastic. So, to get into the uh, the horticulture center, the garden there, is it open all the time, or is there, is there a certain window of time to come visit? We're very fortunate that we're in Fair Oaks Park, located in Fair Oaks, and the park district takes very good care of us. They keep the gates open for us, sun up to sundown. Perfect. For the water efficient landscape garden, and then for the edible crop areas, those are only open when we're on site doing events. Bring your questions. Wrap up your insects in a, a bag so they don't escape in your car. Oh, I can bring them down if I have some pest problems? You can bring them down, uh, talk to a master gardener. Not only are we here today, we'll be back in September for a morning event. They can come see us then. And we're always available by telephone, too. Judy, what do you love most about working with plants? The volunteers that tell me how to grow them. That's the best. <laughs> I have a semi-green thumb, but... Um, hanging around all these volunteers it's getting darker and darker green as the years go by i love that that's fantastic green thumb warm heart thank you so much judy <laughs> we'll see you next time thank you all right so uh baldo it's really nice to meet you my name is kevin um so great to, great to meet you so baldo tell us who you are uh, what, what booth are you at and what are you doing here today well, I'm Baldo Villegas, and I'm with the uh, Sierra Foothills Rose Society, and uh, we're manning this, uh, this table. It's an informational table about roses, and uh, we've been getting a lot of, a lot of uh, questions on uh, rose culture, the best roses to grow in the area, and um, the most fragrant roses, 
the most trouble-free roses. So we've been giving we've been giving a lot of information on that. Yeah, people are curious about roses. Oh yes, they, they feel like it's a mystery, but is, is it though? No, it's not a mystery. Now I've heard you have a couple of roses in your garden. Uh, I have a few. <laughs> a few, a few thousand. <laughs> About three thousand. Oh, okay, plus. just just a couple. Uh, after years and years and uh, taking care of all those roses, I feel like you've you've probably learned a few things. A few things. Yeah. And, but I'm always open. Open to I'm learning. Always open to learning because uh, you know it's a learning experience. I love that. And uh, even though I think I know just about everything about roses, I'm always open for more information. What do you think surprises uh, people most when they start uh, learning from you about gro roses? How easy it is to grow roses because people have uh, have read that roses are very difficult to grow. And I make it so that it's very, in, very easy to grow. And I teach them what I learned over the 40 years that I've been growing roses. I know I've learned uh, from your friend Linda. Oh yes, uh, she's quite knowledgeable, and she, she uh, her, her, and um, Charlotte taught me how to prune some roses uh, this winter, and it was a lot of fun. Yes. The three-minute pruning. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> they were talking about you when the, <laughs> we, they taught me. Well, you know, I learned that uh, when I was an editor of the Rose Society. Um, I got a newsletter from uh, or, uh, Arizona, and they're talking about the pruning from the bottom up. And I'm going, hmm, i never done that. So I read the article, and then I, uh, I went out in the garden and I tried it. And I'm going, wow, this is simple. So from there I improved on it, and then I taught everybody to do it. And once they learn how to do it, they never went back to the traditional pruning that was from the top down. So I, I like to emphasize that when you prune a rose, you prune, go from the bottom up, and it's a lot quicker. Smelling certain roses and flowers, it just, it's hard not to have you know, certain emotions and memories come flooding back. Do you, do you get any of that? Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, this rose right here is not a very good uh, example, but that's all I had at this time of the year. Uh, this is called Excellent Van Schubert, and you know, it's kind of hard to remember that. But uh, when I moved to my present garden, a friend of mine uh, gave me that rose in a one-gallon pot. And, I ha and it was supposed to be, uh, uh, you know, for the new garden. Yeah. And uh, she died a few years back, and whenever I see this rose, I remember her. I love that. So whenever I see this rose, I always remember her because she was, uh, she was one of my many mentors in this in growing roses. Uh, she and I uh, bump heads a lot on you know because she was an old time grower. So when I introduce her to new techniques, uh, she a more rigid. <laughs> yeah, she was very rigid, but eventually she came around and she said, "You're right." I love it. Yeah. But on the other hand, I also learned a lot of things about from her. So there's always room to improve. Whether you're you think you know everything or you're too rigid, you know, be flexible. Words of wisdom from Baldo. Yes. I, I, I love it. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll definitely have to come out and visit. I hope when you can make some time for us. Anytime. Thank you so much, Baldo. Now one last question. Okay. What do you love most about growing roses? The people. The people that I meet, uh, I meet, I have friends all over the world. Uh, in Argentina, when I traveled to Argentina and Uruguay this fall, 
I'm going to be meeting with Rose people. And again, I met them through the Rose Societies. Um, everywhere I go, I meet Rose people, and uh, it's, it's a joy to meet them. That's great. It's like a big family. Oh, like, yes, you know? yes, yes. Well, thank you so much, Baldo. I cannot wait to come back and talk more with you. I know there's a lot more uh, to learn from you, so I cannot wait. Okay, anytime. Have a great day. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm here with, I'm here with Pam Bone. And Pam, who are you? Are you one of the volunteers for this wonderful organization? Actually, as um, some people call me Sacramento's original Master Gardener. If you look at my Master Gardener badge, uh, it's got the year 79 on it, and we did not have a class of 79. The first class in California started here in Sacramento, and I was the person hired to start that program in Northern California. So the first class graduated in 1980, and I uh, was the Master Gardener program coordinator in 79. I went on to be hired as a horticulture advisor, and later when I retired from Cooperative Extension, I became a volunteer Master Gardener, and now I'm a, proud to say a Platinum Badge Master Gardener, 25 hours plus. So I do a lot of volunteering, even though I was uh, originally an employee with the university. That's fantastic. So what have you learned in all those years from growing? What, what are the, the lessons that stick out the most to you when it comes to just taking care of a plant? I would say that uh, you need to be a detective and you need to not assume that something is the way that you think it is. Uh, for instance, we have a lot of overwatering in our area, which you'd be surprised, you'd think, oh, with a climate like ours, I think you need to uh, do some diagnostic and get out there, uh, do night patrol looking for insects, for instance. I'm always telling people they see something and they want to spray. No, wait, go on night patrol, see what you really have, see if it's really a problem or, or not. And then the whole watering issue and just learning that not everything you think of is an insect or disease. In fact, most of the time it's not. It's usually some sort of environmental condition, too much, too little water, don't water it enough, bad roots, that's my pet peeve, uh, girdling, circling root systems and that. I'm always teaching people how to look at a nursery and look for uh, plants that uh, have a good root system. That's why, you know, nurseries like Green Acres that bring in good plants, you feel comfortable with. <laughs> yeah, so so if someone is looking at a plant and they want to know if it's got healthy roots, what, what's, what's, your, uh, what's your trick? That's the hard thing about it because a lot of times you'll see a top uh, problem with uh, maybe dieback or something that it looks like it's an overwatering, I mean an underwatering problem. Oh, I need to put water on because bad roots, pot-bound roots, often look very much like drought, like you haven't watered enough because it's like taking a garden hose and kinking it. And you know, it's hard to get water through a kinked garden hose. Well, when roots are going round and round in a pot, it's very hard for the water to circulate around. So you know what the top looks like then? Dieback. It looks like the plant is yelling, not enough fertilizer, not enough water. So you kind of have to just maybe take and start uh, moving the soil around, looking carefully. Sometimes if things look really bad, you have to dig it up and just actually take it out and look. All right, one last question. What do you love most about working with plants? Oh, people. I love working with the plants and the people that I get to talk to about plants and uh, teaching them and, and uh, that they learn from it. And then my favorite's trees and trees to me are and I'll just say it as a cliche, are tremendous. Um, they really are, and there is nothing that inspires more awe and beauty and provides more forest than a tree, so that's my favorite thing about uh, plants and gardening. Well, thank you so much, Pam. I wish you the best in your gardening days. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. I'm here with Ann Fankner. Ann, 
who are you? What are you doing today? I am a certified arborist. Oh. I'm also a master gardener. So I'm not worthy. <laughs> you are, my friend. I've seen your gardening. Oh, you're sweet. <laughs> so I'm out here representing the California Urban Forest Council, the Sacramento Valley chapter. The California Urban Forest Council is, um, uh, they're in ev almost every state, I think, and the California has more. We have, I think, seven or eight councils um, throughout California. So I I'm out here representing the Sacramento region. Love it. We definitely have a love of trees and a love of gardening out here. Trees are very much part of our uh, our culture and our history. You know, before before the gold rush, uh, Sacramento was known as the city of the plains, and we you know our environment was completely different than what we experience today. Uh, the the riparian area was rather widespread and ooey gooey marshy, and then um, we're here looking out at these uh, beautiful oak trees, a blue oak and a valley oak here. So along the, um, the, the, the foothills and such, um, more dotted um, oak trees throughout. But Love really we were the area of the grasslands and, and over time um, people have converted the, the landscape. And one of the good things has been the planting and growing of trees. You know, before the 1950s, 60s, uh, air conditioning was rare and expensive. So how, how would a family get through the heat of summer? Yeah. You're a shade, dad. shade of a tree. You, yeah, yeah right. go, go outside. That's, that's right. Swim a little bit. So get if in you the look, shade. yeah, that's right. So you, if you look around in the older parts of town, smaller houses, big trees. You know, a tree that can shade a Victorian. Yeah, and, Midtown, mid East Sac, these yeah. massive trees. Yeah. Towering over the homes. Yeah. Yeah, they they cool our our homes. They they clean our air, and what a lot of people are coming to understand is the social cohesion that trees offer. That tree being around nature uh, lowers our cortisol levels. We're calmer. We're more present. I'm feeling more calm just hearing you talk about it. Right. <laughs> Right? <laughs> and we're more likely to have a conversation under the shade of trees. Like, where do you visit with your friends and neighbors? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I love trees it. are very much part of our community, our homes, and our quality of life. In fact, there's a very, uh, there are many very direct uh, connections between public health and healthy, vibrant urban forests. For those of people who maybe are considering planting a tree, what were their last words of encouragement? Maybe to push them over the edge and go, hey, get that tree going. <laughs> well, there's an, old, there's an old saying that the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Anne. I wish you the very best, and I hope I get to see you again soon. Thank you so much. All right, Bill, so what, what are we doing here? Where, where are you from and what are you guys promoting? Okay, we're from the Community Garden Program, City of Sacramento Parks and Rec Department or the Youth Parks and Community Enrichment Department. That's what it's called now. And we're promoting our Community Garden Program where we have 19 uh, community gardens around the city limits that you could grow vegetables for like $25, $50 a year. So very affordable. Uh, you could grow about $300 or more worth of vegetables in those plots depending on size. Yeah, I've seen those bursting out this time of year. Those are oh, looking yeah. really, really nice. Yeah, it, it's, it's great. A lot of our gardens have orchards as well. We have one large site that has up over 100 trees, fruit wow. trees and citrus. So it's a very great benefit when you're paying $25 for your plot. You also get the benefit of all the fruit oh, that's of the awesome. tree as well. So 
we try to do that and have a kid's garden. Um, you know, just try to uh, help people grow their own food. I think that's fantastic. Is there a way for do people, do, the, do you notice that the, the gardeners that are do these plots, are they collaborating at all, or is everybody kind of doing their own thing? Probably doing their own thing, but we do have work days once a month at each garden, so they uh, will, you know, talk about it. They'll share their, share their uh, bounty. Uh, they usually have too many zucchinis or You know whatever. it. <laughs> I don't even grow zucchini because we'll be giving it, you know. <laughs> I, do, I do the same thing now. Yeah. You definitely don't want to grow a, a, buy a six-pack of zucchini because <laughs> unless you want to share. Unless you have a family of 20. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, uh, yeah we, uh, we try to, you know, encourage people to grow something new every year. Uh, Green Acres has a great selection of tomatoes. I always get my secret variety that I like to plant. I don't tell people about because it, it disappears too quick. What's your favorite but, variety uh, right oh, now? I can't tell you that. <laughs> but uh, it's a trick question. For the people who are doing these community gardens, I know a lot of them, they don't, they don't really garden at home a lot, right? And so this, they have, this is a space for them to be able to grow. What if, what if I want to do this, but I don't have the, I don't have the knowledge of the skill set? Is there a way to learn? Yeah. Oh yeah, we usually help everyone that wants to. So we have beginners to master gardeners at our community gardens. So it's, it's a, just a great way to learn, uh, ask questions. I mean, really, really the key, water your plants, you know? That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people have to get in that routine because there's a lifestyle change. You have to, just like getting a pet, or a, a plant, you got to water it and feed it, else it's not going to do very well, right? So we encourage them to just to, to make a new routine and uh, dive in, try something new, ask questions, but we're here to help them as well. That's fantastic. So if somebody wants to uh, maybe learn more about this, how, how can they do that? So my phone number, I'll give that out, uh, is 916-202-202. Uh, 0560 and you can uh, you know contact me find an opening in again the art programs in the city of Sacramento city limits but I could point you to the direction of other community gardens in the county too it's definitely a plus it builds community uh, makes a healthy community and uh, makes friends you know? absolutely yeah so if I missed out on getting mine started this summer, when is the next possible window of opportunity to maybe get a plot? You can get a plot anytime. We have openings uh, here and there. Some gardens have a three to four year waiting list. Wow. Unfortunately, the ones downtown, because uh, you know, sun's at a premium downtown, so you gotta get them where you can there. But we, we have openings uh, around. So if you don't mind to drive a little more or bike a little further, uh, you could uh, do that. Well, we try to hook you up with one that's closest to you, so you use it just like a health club. You use it more if it's close by you. Yeah. Thank you so much, I really appreciate it. I'll, I'll have to come out and check one of your parts yeah, out. Yeah, please do. All right, Kevin, that was our trip to Harvest Day. What a blast, right? I loved it. You know, I cannot wait till next year already. I'm already looking forward ahead so to Harvest Day. So that's every year, right? I, I you know, I, I hope so. I know they did it in the past, and it got, you know, put on hiatus there for a little bit, but things are back up and going, and I think, you know, the sky's the limit, uh, honestly. I think there should be even more people out there next year. You know, let's push it hard. Yeah. Those folks out there, the volunteers, they're doing such great work. It's a great you know, thing for the community to go out there. I mean, there was food, there's you know, vendors out there, people selling stuff. There's just so much uh, positivity around that event that I really just cannot support it enough. I, I'm already looking forward to next year. I'll be the yeah. first person in line. 
Yeah, it was great. I had a blast, and um, it was cool meeting all those those legends, those garden legends, as you put it. But I was really struck by what Bill there had to say at the end because that community garden program sounds really, really cool, and I kind of want to get involved in it. So I encourage our listeners to do that as well. And um, they have a website through the city of Sacramento. They have some resources there about their community gardens. Um, but I think everyone should get involved in this because there's still plots available. And the number he gave us to, is, I think, the best way to get in touch with them. If you want to get involved in the community garden program, you need to call 916-808-4943. Uh, and then, you know, give them a call and f- figure out, you know, hopefully there's a plot nearby to you and you can start planting and getting involved in that community garden. I just think it's a great program. All right, big thank you to the Master Gardeners of Sacramento County. Uh, We had a blast at Harvest Day. And if you want to learn more about them and what they do, I'm going to put a link to their website in the episode description so you can learn more about the Master Gardeners of Sacramento County. And that's all for this week. Kevin, take us out. Well, thank you so much there, Austin. And thank you, listeners, for being here. Another great week talking plants with you all. Uh, you know what, Austin, I realized after this hmm. event was Northern California has a really high concentration of amazing green thumbs. Uh, the UC Master Gardeners and and all the, you know, all the different green thumbs out there and gardeners we got to talk with, it really, to me, uh, brought to mind how talented uh, some of these growers are out here in our region. And I think we are just so fortunate and lucky to be able to garden next to these folks and learn from them. And so I just had to blast out there meeting these folks. Uh, So I cannot wait till next year. Until then, garden friends, happy gardening to you all. And please never stop growing. We'll see you next time, friends. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of Kevin Jordan or his guests. These gardening tips and suggestions may work for you, as well as those from alternative sources. When using any garden products or tools, read and follow all label directions. And learn how to save water while gardening at bewatersmart.info.